Welcome back to the podcast, the motherfucking Terror Zone podcast. That song you just heard was called Gasp by Sawchuck. They uh, they are a Detroit band, Detroit Hardcore. They have been around for quite a while. They just dropped a new album last week called uh, Modern Love. And to me, this is by far uh, the best album I've heard by them. I remember them back in you know, probably 2011, 2012. They put out a couple albums, and that was a. Uh, don't get me wrong, that was good shit too. They 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 have been a long time. Um, they've been long time supporters of hardcore. They have always worked hard as a band, and always had shows going when they were active. And you know, you got to give them props. And this this new album is the shit. They just had their CD release show uh, last night, Saturday night. Um, Unfortunately, it was the same night as uh, High Alert doing their little comeback or reunion show, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But uh, a lot of people uh, luckily made it over to the sanctuary to uh, finish off the night for for uh, Sawchuck and go support them. I'm glad they did. I uh, I mean, I wish I could have made it, but I did not. But unbelievable sound, um, great production. I'm not exactly sure who helped with the record i know on the last couple ones it was uh chris tristain uh i don't know what company he works for if it's his own his own label now i'm not but uh he's always been a great engineer slash producer and helping out with local bands and, and doing his thing doing what he does best making shit sound nice and tight i'm not too sure of uh the next place you can catch them but uh, I know they have a show September 2nd out in fucking Bay City with, uh, if you remember the band, See You Next Tuesday. It's one of their uh, first shows in over over a decade. So uh, if you're into See You Next Tuesday, or, or Boreworm, or Ghost in Motion, or Insomnius, check it out. Um, the, uh, September 2nd at the Sky Room in Bay City. And then I know they're also playing in October at Edgeman Printing with uh, Doubt It and Under the Knife. And uh, this band, First Day Out. I forgot where they're from, but they're really fucking good. So um, it's on a Wednesday, October 5th at Edgeman, 7 p.m. You motherfuckers making my life hard. Shit don't work for me. I wish it did. <clears throat> Who knows, maybe I'll uh, call in sick the next day. Sounds like a good show. But still, I must insist that people come out next week to see Barrier Dead and D-Block and this band Downers and Wounded Touch. And there's also another band playing. I'm not quite sure. Um, it's at uh, the Sanctuary. I think it's uh, 630 Doors. Hopefully the first band will be on uh, by 7. It's It'll be a fun one. I hope to see a lot of old faces because Barrier Dead has been around for a long time. And they have attracted quite a crowd over the years. They've uh, they've had their their definite highs, and they've also had lows. But it'll be a good one. Um, I just can't believe they're coming back. I remember 
fucking back in 2005, 2006, Barrier Dead was supposed to come here like two or three times in one year and they canceled every time and due to whatever reason that was always fucked up but then they finally came i remember it being one of the most craziest shows ever and uh oh yeah i just seen uh, the flyer the other day it was barrier dead suffocate faster um uh tyrant i believe and uh i don't remember who else maybe let it die was on that show but uh go follow uh michigan show flyers that's uh a new Instagram. They've been posting a ton of fun flyers right now. So, fucking go get your flyer fix. I know everybody lo- loves to loves the uh, nostalgia. So, uh, you go look at the go look at the flyers from over the years, man. It's uh, good to see, and it still keeps people involved in some type of way. You know, whether it's uh, digitally or whatnot. But it's a uh, it's good content. Good to reminisce. Obviously, let's just get on to the podcast. Uh, oh, wait, no, let me tell you about last night. Last night with the, was the High Alert show, which was fucking incredible. I It was a great turnout. Uh, Break the Cycle from uh, Philly came out. Their singer is originally from Down River. He's an OG River rat. Uh, you know, we're a certain kind of people down, down River. So, uh, fucking shout out to them coming through and... Uh, you know, sticking to your roots, representing, and then remembering Eddie, the sound guy at Parts and Labor, was also the sound guy at the Modern Exchange. Fucking crazy bastard. He's a great guy, great intentions. I'm still glad he's uh, fucking around in the music scene. And it it couldn't have been much of a better turnout, considering that there was two hardcore shows in one night, so it kind of divided it a little bit. Uh, but shit happens. At least there's a fucking scene. We didn't all got to be in the same room, but we're all supporting bands. That's that's what it's about. So, this show was sick. And um, fucking No End in Mind killed it. And also, Bar Down from Canada. I'm not exactly sure where in Canada, but they came through and, and fucked it up. Uh, good to see a lot of a lot of friends. And uh, the night before was the Poison Tongues and Illmatic show. That was a good one. Uh... Still kind of disappointing that the some of the generations uh, don't support each other. It's not that they don't support each other. They just don't go to each other's shows, which is sad. Hopefully that'll change. With my show, September 19th, uh, the summer's end in the D. It's going to be a, a fucking killer show. You already know who's playing. I'm not going to fucking repeat it again. I might do a uh, some sort of... Raffle or something, uh, you know, raffle off or some sort of contest for a free pair of tickets here in the next week or two. Stay posted, check it out, and uh, let's get on with the guest of this podcast. His name is Nick Cutchway. He has been in the scene for a very long time. You already seen the flyer. You already know this is happening because I didn't tell anybody I'm putting this podcast out until I post a flyer. So only Nick knows as of right now. Unless he told people. But that's okay. He's a great, positive man who just moved to uh, the uh, Dallas, Texas area. A long time um, Metro Detroit resident. Always putting on for Detroit hardcore. He's always active, been in bands. And he's still in another band. 
called Fantasy World, which they just have a little demo out, a little four or five song demo. You can find that on the internet everywhere. I don't know if there's any tapes left through Collide Records uh, based out of Ohio, but uh, maybe hit that Instagram or website, wherever, if you want to support that band, check them out. Uh, But we mainly did a lot of talk about just uh, Detroit Hardcore and his uh, previous bands, Freedom and Face Reality. Uh, I'm obviously... He pushing this one with uh with the biggest name freedom but obviously with his newer project fantasy world we talked about that and i can't wait to see where that band goes even though they are in uh you know nick lives down in texas now the rest of the band is up this way but they make it work anybody can make it fucking work and i can't wait to hear more from these guys uh they're just getting started and i think it's just a fun side project because uh, the other guys in the bands are uh in a never-ending game and uh you know families and shit like that so we'll see where it goes if they hope they uh put out another record i think you said possibly in the future so that's good news uh thanks for supporting the podcast as always share it fucking tell your friends listen or don't anybody who i run into or or uh sends me a message uh thank you you know, this is all. This is all for everybody else. It's a good time. I'm. I'm glad I can do it. I hope it's entertaining at the same time. Maybe informational, or just a, just a fucking fun conversation to listen to, at the very least. But uh, thanks again. Go. Uh, go fuck yourself. We're doing a fucking hardcore podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if you want to, I mean, I'll put your name in the title. Everybody knows who you are. But uh, do you want to give a rundown real quick of all the relevant bands that you have been in or currently are in? Sure. Yeah. No. So uh, I'm Nick. I played in a few bands back in the day, but uh, I'll kind of I'll keep it long. You know, I, I'm, I tend to ramble and stuff. Do so I'll just, I'll just keep it long, man. Do it. But so, yeah, no, I've been playing in bands for a minute. Uh, I'd say in terms of like the most relevant, obviously, uh, Freedom, I guess, was the the big one. But uh, also played in like Face Reality, uh, mm-hmm. Retribution, and uh, you know, a couple other here and there. You know, and filled in for a couple bands along the way. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm missing something. But and then currently, I'm in uh, the band Fantasy World with a couple friends. So yeah, yeah, dude, I really like fucking Fantasy World. Um, they kind of, I didn't know you guys were gonna be like anything until the shit came out i didn't hear nothing about it It was like boom there's a fucking demo of you guys and i heard it man that's really good shit it's uh what's your influences on that band because what i hear personally is like so like it's a negative approach slash uh chromags what were you guys like were you making an original sound or what were you trying to go yeah totally um i'd say you know you know freedom was a thing for a while and then you know we broke up and uh you know, kind of, uh, you know, I spent like, I'd say a couple years just kind of doing my thing and kind of writing riffs on my own a little bit and like really wasn't sure what to do next musically in terms of like, don't want to do a band that sounds like massively different or whatever. And this is like such a, you know, I'm, I'm 33 and this is like such a, like an old man like thing, but I was like, I was cutting the grass one day and I just like threw on agnostic front, uh, Liberty and justice Four, and just was like, damn, I like, miswriting riffs like this so much 
So that's like, I literally like went inside afterwards and wrote like a couple of those first demo tracks. But, uh, so I'd say, yeah, just, you know, that like agnostic front, you know, negative approach, just like all that shit that, you know, was obviously a big influence on freedom too, but just, I don't know, that's just my shit in hardcore. So just kind of was like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. Why not? Let's just, let's just keep it pumping. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, from there, you know, I just kind of, you know, wrote the demo and the Derek helped me out with play drums on it and kind of, you know, always has his like vision on things. He's just such a fucking legendary drummer. So talented, a, man. So talented. Dude, he just so crazy. And, you know, I like played with him back in the day with like face reality and stuff. And, you know, before I was in face reality, he was just a fan of the band in general and, you know, not to disservice anything he did in that band, but just like seeing that dude's musical fucking, let's call it a journey because it's nuts. Like, obviously he was great back then, but now he's just this like absolute legend on the kit. So, so cool to see that. But um, <clears throat> so from there, kind of just, uh, I think I like showed the demo to Mikey and was like, hey, like if you want to play bass, like go for it. And then <laughs> um, I think I hit up like Moyan, Chris Moyan, just because another dude that like, you know, him and I have like started like a few little projects together that just like, don't really make it out of the, uh, out of the jam room. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like him and I, and me, him and Derek specifically have started like, I think like three bands that just kind of like, yeah. we just jammed, wrote some songs and then like let the songs live in the email inbox. You know what I mean? Okay. So I just, you know, always, you know, love what he does and was like, Hey, let's get Chris on this too. So that's kind of how uh fantasy world came to be. But, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty uh, you know, standard stuff, but yeah, still, yeah. it's still really good. You know, you guys are a bunch of talented people, and you obviously have um, great visions for bands musically, and you know everything. Gotta say, yeah, performance wise too. You guys are fucking great live, so it's always good to Thank you know, have you, a good yeah. show in front of you rather than just you know, in your ears. You know, because sometimes it doesn't fucking translate. You're yeah, like this band's oh. fucking boring on stage. Sure, really good in my ears. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I'm doing my thing with it, you know. I'm I'm singing for this band, which is like new to me, but so very lucky to have you know guys like you know Chris, Derek, and Mikey who are all hold it down in their own way that are able to sure. uh, yeah. to get it done, you know. Yeah, Chris has been around fucking forever, wasn't he? Am I wrong? Was he in Fireworks? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Fireworks, let it, let it die. die. Yeah, yeah. and then he shit. played he played in Face Reality towards the end sometimes okay. too. So, and just I mean, everyone loves Chris, right? You know, just such a such a lovable, amazing dude. So yeah. super, you know, stoked to kind of, obviously we've done stuff together, but like be like, all right, we're like, we're finally <laughs> doing it. Me and him together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like an age gap there somewhere. It's not too much, but he has to be at least what, seven years older than you and close. Uh, not that, that far. I mean, I'm 33. I think Chris is what, like 35, 36, maybe. So a couple of years older, but yeah, I thought he was older. I mean, cause I'll, I'll be 35 in like a week. So it's like, I thought he was older than me. Just I remember seeing him hang out with like all the Let It Die dudes, and they're like, you know, their forties. You know, some of those. Sure, guys. sure, yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. Maybe, maybe all those people. So I'm like, well, he's got to be fucking older, but who knows? Yeah, for sure. No, but yeah, I mean, just you know, kind of. I feel like you and I probably too, like, kind of, kind of got into. I mean, just when I was listening back to the one with Kenny, you guys were like talking about like these gigs that were like some of my first gigs ever, and like these like you know being a kid in high school and being like holy shit this stuff's nuts you know what i mean so i just yeah, yeah and yeah totally like chris was just like yeah like kind of like that that guy and let it die and then fireworks and stuff so <laughs> yeah i feel you yeah, how how old were you when you got into hardcore like what age and like where were you going to like like shows or what first yeah sure sure yeah yeah so 
I'm, I'm just going to like, I'm just really going to dive into this. I'm going to keep it long. Just, you know, it's a podcast, you know, like I'm ready. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so I definitely, as like most kids, you know, I got into hardcore, like probably, you know, when I was maybe, you know, 14, 15 years old, you, you go on the internet, start discovering some stuff and like, Oh, this shit's awesome. And then like really start going to shows and being coming acclimated to it when you're like, you know, 16, 17. Um, I grew up in Shelby township, which is, you know, North of Detroit, so I started going to shows probably like oh three oh four kind of in that range, and uh, like and keep in mind I'm not saying I was going to like awesome shows. I was definitely going to like the local gigs and like you know seeing some like fucking metalcore bands, some emo core bands. Like you know not not saying I was like seeing some awesome stuff back then, but uh, <laughs> I would say and maybe I mean I mean I'd say that like you know I was like a kid in like middle school high school. And you know that band for dire life's sake? Yeah, fuck yeah. Of course I remember them. Dude, that was those were like the hometown heroes for us. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. I don't so, know. I don't know where the where they were from, but they're always you know fucking you know well known yeah. in the area. Yeah. I knew yeah, they're from like, Detroit, but I don't know where. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. So like it was, you know, I'd see them at the, these like crazy hall shows where it'd be like, you know, three hundred kids like going off for them. And I would say that was like my first like real exposure to like hardcore like you know that kind of diy music that like obviously like it starts with that and then like it just you know you want to take it further so it's like you know i was like you know high school or so starting to go see them and then like as you're like seeing that you know my friends and stuff started being like oh like gotta check this out like you know had a couple old lucky enough to have a couple old heads that put me onto some cool shit <laughs> but, i mean i would say like I feel like you'll appreciate this too, but I like just like going to see, you know, like for higher life's sake and then that transition to other stuff, but then also like the Hellfest DVDs. Oh like, yeah, of course, man. All that shit. Like I, I feel like my brain was just like this sponge, like taking <laughs> everything in. And obviously in retrospect, there's a bunch of like whack shit in that, but <laughs> yeah. so much awesome stuff too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll never forget the first time you see that like buried alive footage from like the Hellfest 2000 doc. And you're just like, damn, this shit's the hardest shit in the world. And it still is the hardest shit in the world, you know? So um, I'd say that's like kind of how I got started going to gigs, you know? And then like from there around like 05 and shit, that's when like Alvin's was really popping off. Yeah. So hit the gigs, you know, went to a few gigs at Alvin's back in the day. And then right after that, I'd say is when Chris opened up Static Age. Yeah. And so that was like, you know, my shit because that was, you know, north of detroit so a little I was closer there. to you out that way exactly yeah so i was able to you know, like hit all those gigs back in the day and just you know that's kind of i'd say where i really like you know became like going to shows every weekend all that shit okay but, uh, hell yeah. yeah yeah you see like static age was like a little like further away from me and i was like 17 18 sure i was like a piece of shit and i had i not have like a car or license or anything so i was always like pissed if there's like a really good show like the chances are that i might not be able to make it out there because i'm just like an hour hour and 10 minutes but for someone like me that's like impossible oh, you know i'm like what the fuck how am i gonna get there like death threat pl played there one time it's like the only time they played here in the past like fucking 20 years and i missed it like oh yeah no that's I, I totally feel you on the vibe <clears throat> That's, I mean, I was lucky because I was out in Shelby Township, but even coming from Detroit or like, yeah, like, you know, anywhere uh, south of Detroit, that is a track to get out that way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't blame yeah. anyone for not. Yeah. Like, so were you, were you going to like the Modern Exchange and shit then? Yeah. No, I went to a few gigs at Modern Exchange. Definitely uh, not as much as I know a lot of people did from that area. But, yeah. you know, I think I like, 
I went to like, I think when like that razzle dazzle record release show that was there, I definitely hit that. Uh, I think the fireworks record release show that was there hit that too, you know, some some of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure, man. It had its moments. That place really had some fucking good, good shows. Oh dude. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there was like, I remember, I think the first show I went to there was, uh, it was like down to nothing blacklisted played there. Oh, and it's yeah. just such a, such a weird that. gig to be there, you know? Yeah. There was a like fucking, I'm not, this means war played. I'm um, Chris's oh, yeah. old band and, uh, cast aside also played. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember that fucking show. Cause it was so weird. I honestly think that was one of the first shows I ever went to there myself. Cause it was like a new place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. I went there like, I like this fucking hardcore show here. And like, nobody like, it was like pretty dead. It was like a giant room, you know. That place. Oh yeah, no, there was like maybe 400. what thirty people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it can hold, you know, like fucking four hundred. Oh yeah, probably if it was packed. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is embarrassing. Hey, <laughs> I've been to worse shows. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, but I mean, just and that's one just kind of a cool one, just to be like, oh, I was at that one, which mm-hmm. is now like, you know, probably not. I, I don't know. I feel like those bands are uh, bigger now, I guess. But uh, oh yeah, totally, uh, man. So, fucking just like going on, uh, when you got into hardcore, um, were you always playing an instrument uh, like before you got into hardcore? Yeah, or- sure. Uh, I mean, I played like guitar, like in the way that every you know dipshit from the suburbs wants to like learn how to play guitar. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I did. So you know, I had some friends and stuff in high school that like played in some bands, but I was not very good at playing guitar. Still yeah. not very good at playing guitar. But, Shut up. You know, I, <laughs> dude, for what I'm playing though, it's anyone could do it. Yeah. But, um, so then, you know, you know, it wasn't really playing any bands in high school, but then it was actually, uh, you know, Jimmy Lawson, right? Yeah, of course. He was like, Hey man, like, Edgeman. Yeah. exactly, man. Yeah. Come on. He was just like, you know, and this is, you know, I'll, I'll give him a big shout out for this right now. He was like the first one of my friends that was like, Hey, like you, you play music a little bit. I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, Hey, like desk and razors needs a bass player. You want to come join? And I was like, <laughs> sure. Fuck it. And, uh, so that's kind of like what got me, I guess, started was I started playing bass for desk and razors. And then, you know, because of that face reality needed a bass player. And then, so I, one of them was like, Hey, do you just want to fill in for a couple gigs? And then ended right. up joining the band. But then, you know, from there, that's, you know, obviously met a lot of people, but also just, uh, I think that's when like retribution started too. Okay. Was, uh, you know, Kenny was just wanted to do a band, which obviously got to give Kenny a band. Come on. Of course. So, first uh, time ever. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so no retribution. And I mean, one thing I want to speak on it too, just because you guys talked about it in your pod together, but just, yeah, that like first retribution show, that one that was like at the magic stick with like terror and stuff was just like such a fucking, I mean, I don't know that that was like that. It was all building up to that. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. like wanted to play in a hardcore band, wanted to like do this thing and being some kid from the suburbs, not very good at playing guitar, but like being (laughs) like, shit, I made it. Like I finally, did something I really want to do. And like, so that's still like such a, you know, one of my favorite shows I ever played, but uh, yeah. So I guess that's kind of how I got my start and all that stuff. Cool, man. Um, I don't know. Fuck. Like, uh, well, there was a time, like, so what year did a retribution start? I don't remember. I think like 2010. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's like a weird time. Like it's where hardcore like goes and like in waves where a lot of people are going to shows. And then, you know, if it dies down not as many people are going, then it picks back up again. And that was a time where like you and fucking Kenny 
and Derek and everybody else was actually just like keeping like Detroit hardcore alive because well, whether I wasn't paying attention as much or there wasn't that many shows, but it seemed like you know it was on like a downward trend, but then it like evened out, then it fucking picked back up because of you guys starting bands and fucking booking shows and shit like that. So you know, appreciate you guys keeping that shit alive for you know, you've been going to shows fucking in 20 years now, 20. Yeah. <laughs> 18, 19 years. A lot of people drop off. Like I stopped going to shows for, for a little while there, but uh, it's like, fuck, it's still here because of you guys, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. And I think it's, yeah, it's definitely just, you know, that's the beauty of hardcore that it's just this thing that, uh, you know, if you want to keep it alive, it's so within the grasp of everyone in the community to keep it alive. And, you know, there's always going to be like a bunch of, you know, 18 year old kids that are psyched on it and want to start bands and start, you know, going on tour and doing all that shit. Like, you know, I think it was just, you know, my time and, you know, that group of friends time to do that. And, you know, hopefully be that to whatever, you know, scene there is. And I think every scene definitely has, it's like ebbs and flows. I mean, you've seen it, I've seen it, but uh, yeah, I definitely think, yeah. Like that, like 2000, like 14 to like, 2016 when we would like play at this old sanctuary and you know do that whole thing i think you know we did a pretty good job of trying to make it feel like this sense of community and this you know kind of cool thing that we had and it definitely worked you know we i feel like i was booking shows around then too which another thing you guys talked about in that pod which i would love to get into but uh you know it's uh it, it takes a lot of work from everyone but uh yeah, I think it was just, you know, in that moment, you know, we were kind of doing our thing and luckily got some attention for it and stuff. So, yeah, you know, well, yeah, um, let's uh, fucking move on to your like more serious bands. Was a retribution pretty serious for you or wasn't them face reality and then freedom? Is that how it went for you or was? There- yeah, I would I would say definitely. Yeah, it was uh, like retribution was definitely, uh, you know, especially when we started. That's, you know, when I like first kind of started playing music. So it was definitely like awesome time to be in that band you know we did a seven inch and you know this was like a lot of like the first music i had written ever you know so it was definitely uh learning a lot in the time and i could definitely like look 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 back on those songs and be like i probably want to do this the same way now but there's also like a charm to that you know of like you know you just want to get in there and like have a couple riffs throw them together and just like make something cool like there's such a it's so awesome to do it that way so definitely like those old retribution songs i think kick ass and just they have such a special place in my heart <laughs> but uh great, yeah but uh so doing retribution was sick but yeah and then was doing face reality too but that was more so you know they had already started the band so i didn't want to you know walk in and be like oh i'm gonna write the songs or do anything like this they already you know robbie was such a good guitar player such a good writer and obviously is so successful now in music but uh that dude just knows how to write a good song. So, you know, he made it easy to just, you know, kind of ride those coattails and all that. And everyone in the band was so good at what they did. We sort of just uh, fell in line with them. And exactly. They, they, they made it very easy, but, uh, cool, man. Yeah. But, but so, you know, we were doing those things and then, uh, you know, through face reality is how me and Dennis became friends and, uh, just were like, you know, just kind of realized, you know, like, made friends with ever face reality then him and i met and then we realized we kind of lived real close to each other and oh we knew a lot of the same people all that good stuff so then we started hanging out pretty often um and you know just like i just thought he was a cool dude and was like hey i think this guy could be like a cool singer for a band so i was like hey like do you want to start a hardcore 
and we started freedom and it was kind of, I think we like literally like went to the Chipotle down the street and like sat for like an hour. Like, Hey, like we should start band. Like that's literally how it started. That's cool, man. So, but, uh, so we started that band and just, you know, just, I think I like wrote the demo in a couple days, sent it, sent it his way and he wrote the lyrics. And then that first demo was, uh, pretty hilarious like i don't even think i have the files for it anymore but just i didn't know what i was doing recording wise and it sounds pretty pretty crazy but also i mean right from the bat dennis had uh such a a vision where he saw things with the band and such a uh great eye for design and all these things as everyone knows he's obviously an awesome artist so i think that really helped a lot too was dennis had this very uh focused vision for where he wanted the band to go. And then I was able to, you know, write a couple of riffs here and there and, you know, it made it, you know, I think him and I too kind of have uh, similar ideas of like how we want songs to be structured and all that. So that made it very easy. So freedom started and it was uh, the first lineup was uh, it was me, Dennis, and then it was Jimmy from Edgeman, uh, uh, Zach Folk, who was in like the band all hype and stuff. He was playing drums yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then this dude, Kyle Grayson, was playing bass. So we had, a, you know, some lineup changes throughout the years. But I'd say, like, the real freedom lineup came when, uh, like, Jake started playing drums for us. And another guy that, like, you know, the second he joined the band, you know, no offense to Zach. Zach is a awesome drummer, too. But Jake just, like, immediately, like, him and I just are, are – uh, styles immediately meshed very well. And we're just able to be like, oh, shit, like, I think we got something here. And, like <laughs> – Jake was also just an insane drummer. So that just like, you know, felt like it was like, we were taking these like baby steps and then finally like got to this level where like, Oh, we got like something here. Like there's something good going on. So, uh, that's the, you know, so he joined the band and then Alec joined the band who, uh, he lives in California now, but Alec joined, he was in the military and moved back to Detroit area. So then he joined the band and then, uh, Jimmy was still playing the band with us for a while, but, uh, doing our thing with it, having an awesome time. And then from there, uh, Jimmy just had some other commitments going on. So then Mikey ended up joining playing bass for us. And that was like the, the real freedom lineup, you know, that's like the one that like recorded the LP and stuff. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how we got on the subject of that, but no, <laughs> I, was, I was going with it. Hey man, well, cause we're talking about face reality and that's sure. where transitioned, you know, you and Dennis yeah. started fucking freedom. Um, yeah, because I wasn't see, see, I wasn't sure who to go to, and like my whole like podcast like thing, I like, wouldn't be you know anywhere near complete without having somebody on from Freedom, you know. And I, you know, it's like it's like who do I talk to? Everyone in the band is a fucking rock star, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, not me, man. I'm just I'm just chilling oh, now. Come on, no, no. But um, <laughs> what was the intentions with like Freedom? Was it? Was it ever supposed to get as big as you guys did? You can't pretend and say you guys weren't fucking big in the hardcore scene because uh, you were. You know, was was that like on the agenda? Like, hey, let's fucking make this band explode, or were you guys let's just have fun and see where it goes? Uh, I mean, it was definitely like a have fun and see where it goes kind of direction. Like the stuff that you know we were all really into at the time was like, you know, all of that like. I guess like that, like kind of second wave of locking out stuff or like, you know, that demo core, whatever you want to call it. You know, we were all really into that stuff. And honestly, like, that's kind of all we really wanted to do was make a band like that, that like, you know, okay, we play a few shows a year, put out a seven inch, like maybe, you know, 
get cool enough to like play a cool fest like that was it which you know luckily you know we we did pretty well but um yeah i'd say it definitely started pretty small in terms of like what we wanted to do with the band it was just like yeah like put out a seven inch maybe and maybe. put some cool shirts out you know like that was <laughs> it but you know lucky that it kind of you know went further than that for sure yeah people liked it man like you guys were fucking huge around here and you guys did a few tours right like i don't know if they ever like you know on the full u.s tours but i know you guys traveled some yeah yeah no we we did quite a bit so what happened was um so freedom we recorded like our first seven inch the pay the price seven inch and uh neil from back to back records put it out and uh which you know good good shit and definitely gave us a nice pop just you know having that label behind us and stuff but uh he was really good friends with vitalo who does you know all the booking and stuff so he was just like hey like i know it's not necessarily like a band like you guys do this but like he's like a booking agent if you guys want to like get in touch so he got us all in touch and vitalo's awesome dude super you know everyone loves him super sweet guy so that you know immediately you know he really hooked us up like right at the beginning of the band he uh he put us on that you know that life and death tour that was going on a few yeah. years ago yeah, yeah he yeah. the very first one he put us on like the uh the east coast leg of it which was yeah. super awesome so it was like a two-week tour which uh back to like you know being like a kid that just wants to play in a hardcore band that was like such a a dream come, come true tour right there because it was yeah. like playing with you know like these like bands really like like backtrack and all that stuff and then like also just like i think that experience of like doing like a real tour you know was like so awesome back then for us you know just it was most of our first time doing anything like that and uh so like from there it was like kind of i think that is like what really like got us being like oh like let's take this band like a little further you know and uh on that tour we actually met sam from triple b so that's how we got in touch with like triple b records and stuff which sam another guy that has swagged our band out so much and was so awesome to us back then but um yeah so i'd say that first life and death tour was the one that like kind of got the the wheels turning and then from there we did a few other ones the longest one we did like a a full us it was uh like a triple b records he called like the nuke the nation tour but uh yeah again you know these are just like these things that like you know my 16 year old self that just want to play in a hardcore band like this is all i wanted to do and then was lucky enough to like really get to do it and then you know just so thankful that i got to have that like experience i guess yeah no shit well well it's weird because you know uh what year did freedom start like 14 or after that uh, i think tw- 2012 i'd say we like really got cooking in like 2013 2014 okay. range yeah, well because well, i was gonna say like you know uh everybody had like their cell phone cameras and shit but you can see like on like youtube like of uh, how your shows have like gone and how like the crowd like grew over time i don't know where you guys are say like some like church it's like a weird like a small room with like a bunch of girls like dancing to your guys <laughs> The fr- I, don't I think know I know the exact like, video you're talking about. Yeah, I seen. I was, like, I was like, "Where the fuck is? Is there like church pews in the room and stuff?" <laughs> Real <laughs> I think small. that's that was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, this, this venue. It was I forgot what it was called, but essentially, yeah, it was like some kind of like church room or something. But okay. you had to like, I think you had to like load gear up like legitimately like 
it was like the fourth story of this building with no oh, elevators. So it was just like this brutal experience to play this spot, but awesome, you know, awesome area to play a show. We'll yeah. kick ass. Yeah. But, sure. but yeah. great experience, just grateful to probably fucking be out there no matter who's coming to the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. For Super sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what this goes to say, like you go from that room to uh, whatever, one of the last, uh, this is hardcore. Um, we're just like fucking crazy just like any headlining band you know i don't know how high you guys were um i don't know what video and maybe 2015 or 16 it's like crazy there's a crazy lights it looks all everyone's fucking dancing jumping off the stage and shit yeah oh dude so there's a cool story the first year we played this is hardcore i think we played it like three times but uh the first time we played it was 14 i believe okay and uh 2014 and we opened the saturday and I remember we were like a little, you know, we were, uh, I mean, we're opening granted. That's where we should be. You know, we just a fresh band, yeah. but we were definitely like, Oh, like, I hope there's people in the room. And what happened was there was like some kind of security scheduling issue where security didn't get there until we started playing. So oh, therefore no one could be let in oh until we God. started playing. <laughs> so we just kind of were like up there and like, you can see it in the video. There's legitimately, there was like eight people standing in the room when we started oh, and then by the end but th this is what's cool about it is like i'd say like all right the first few songs a little bleak but then people started you know we you know we, we had a little hype around us by then so like people got there early to see us luckily and you just see like the room just fill up throughout this whole video in such a cool way and then by the end of it by the last you know two songs it's just fucking lit as hell like looks awesome mm -hmm. so it's just like this i kind of almost prefer it that way where it was just this like i don't know like we got to like see this oh shit like people do care about us like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, it's, most it's pretty awesome to see in the video like <laughs> you should definitely give it a watch sometime but yeah uh, yeah i'm sure i have because i think i've watched all the fucking freedom videos on youtube over the past however many years of shit's been sure. all over the place but uh yeah it's got to be like uh you know, they kind of discouraged at first because fucking nobody's inside. Yeah. But like by the last couple of songs that like you said, everyone's going crazy and fucking the room's full. It's yeah, like, like it's legitimately one of my favorite sets I've ever played. Just yeah. in terms of being just like this, like yeah, the 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 back and forth of it. You know, starts this way, ends this way. It's huh. just like you feel that tangible like ramp up of energy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's got to be really fucking cool though yeah. to be like like nobody's inside and we got to start playing and then you know like holy shit fucking people like us and then you know next thing you know you're at another this is hardcore you can exactly yeah and yeah. yeah i mean yeah this is hardcore obviously kicks so much ass you know yeah the, you know a couple years later we played a couple more times and you know didn't have to worry about opening anymore luckily so it was uh <laughs> nice to you know just do that and it was fucking awesome so yeah yeah do you have any besides that one this is hardcore is there any shows that stick out to you that were your favorite like, like either on tour um or just like at home that were like do you, do you have any good memories of uh yeah sure crazy shows yeah um i would say um the united blood 2015 i believe um that was one that was just like you know, it was, it was right. Like as we were like finishing up recording the LP. So we were all like stoked on the band in general and stuff, but then also like 
you know, was I'd say like almost the, the, the peak of our like hype for a band. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, you know, how hardcore goes where it's like yeah. the hype lasts for like a few months, but you got to like, you know, every band can get a little hype, but you got to like, kind of like earn that. You know what I mean? This is definitely like when like the hype was high for us. So we had a really awesome set. So that United blood set was uh super awesome. Um, this is hardcore 2016 was one of my favorite sets we ever played. That was just, just an awesome set. We like closed that bad brains cover and it was just sick as hell. Um, the last sound of fury we played 2018 was really good. I thought it just sound of fury is awesome too. Oh yeah. Um, and I'd say in terms of Detroit shows, uh, the record release gig for USA hardcore was probably the, the coolest. I, I feel like just like for like us headlining a gig in Detroit, like, that was the one that really felt special and great room. It was at the old sanctuary and just, yeah. you know, just felt right. So I'd say that's definitely the one for me. Cool, man. Yeah. The fucking you know, freedom. Just, <laughs> it stands up even to this day, you know, hardcore is kind of, you know, you can go fucking back to the eighties or to 2022. You can find bands that sound similar. So it really fits in. And, uh, you know, just, it's always a classic to put on a fucking freedom album. It doesn't oh, matter yeah, which man. one. You're just oh, like, holy yeah. shit. It's uh and and eventually, you know, you guys called it quits. Um like what was like why'd you guys fucking break up? I don't know. Was it just like well the inner shit I heard is cause you guys thought the band has already you know went to its peak and it was just time to start something new. There was nowhere else to go with the band. I mean, whatever, that's just a rumor in Detroit Hardcore. I don't know nothing. <laughs> uh not entire i mean i know when we started the band i think me and dennis talked once and we're like all right if we do a band it should be seven inch lp last seven inch that gets a little weird and then call it <laughs> i feel like that's like such a classic uh trajectory for a band like that yeah. granted and then so kind of what we ended up doing was basically that but then you know kind of uh you know just towards the end of things you know never ending game was starting up and you know i kind of you know Jake was also in citizen at the time. So they were pretty busy. So we all had a lot going on. And then I think I was the one that like ultimately kind of was like, Hey, like let's call it now. And when we ended up breaking up, it was a uh, pretty much like, you know, like our last show wasn't like announced like, Oh, like last show. It was just kind of like, if you know, you were there, you know, mm-hmm. kind of kept it more low key, a little more open-ended, but okay. yeah, you know, it was just kind of, you know, I think it's always better to be the band that breaks up before, people are sick of you as opposed to being the band that people are like, Oh, they're, they're still going. Like, why are they doing that? You know, <laughs> I don't think we're anywhere close to being that, but no, not at all, I was, man. I always just think it's a little classier when you leave people wanting more. So yeah, kind of, it wasn't, you know, anything super deep or anything like that, but that was basically the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys, you know, sort of departed on such a high note where like, you know, there was, it wasn't like you said, well, I guess you explained it well, like uh, yeah, a little more classy just to go out with them sure. wanting more, man. That's a fucking good way to do it because yeah. a lot of bands, you even said it, like like they're still going. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. <laughs> fucking yeah. beat dead horse. And, I mean, uh. that's hardcore too. And I actually, I think things are kind of changing now, but I do feel like hardcore in general, like it's, you know, like it's, it's like a, it's, I want to say it's for the kids, but like, it's like, you know, it's, it should always be, you know, these like 
22 year old kids that are really stoked on it. Want to fucking go on tour. Want to like put their lives into it. You know, like that's, that's the shit. That's how it's supposed to be. When you get older, you know, it's definitely a little tougher to do that. But I mean, that's like the beauty of hardcore too. You know, it's like this ever evolving, ever changing like entity that like, you know, like who's going to be the big band next year. I don't know. It's always changing, but that's like, what's cool about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, and it's cool to watch it like over the years because you can see, see, see people come in, come and go, and there's people who join bands and start bands, and their and their passion shines through. Like everybody who's in a band now, I mean, you can go down the fucking list for any band, but uh, it's just gonna be thankful for those people who keep it going and and they care. They keep the scene alive by having a band and putting on shows and just you know, sharing a passion and fucking like. <laughs> real cool people around so yeah yeah and i mean that's you know that's cool and yeah it's like they're you know all of us are still around you know doing our thing and like you know it's you know it's just how it goes you know? <laughs> yeah hey okay so it says it's got like a minute and a half left so i'm gonna cut it off real fast i gotta start a new meeting I'll send yeah it, totally i'll send you a link um just give me just a minute because i gotta restart this whole yeah, thing totally do it Hate it. I'm like, I don't even know where we were. It's like 10 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> a little intermission, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> intermission. I'm like scrambling, trying to get it together. <laughs> but, um, where we, let me see what we got to talk about. Hey, what are you doing in Texas? <laughs> yeah, no. So I kind of just, you know, I got married last year to 2021 and Congratulations. Uh, I, thank you, man. Thank you. And, uh, my wife, she's from Florida. So moved her up to Michigan and, you know, lived together for years there and she was just like hey like let's get away from this cold let's, let's go somewhere and <laughs> okay, which i get it you know which I, I don't blame her for feeling that way and i was also you know i've lived in detroit area my whole life so it was just kind of like I, hey, if i'm gonna do you know get out of not that i you know not that it's not a great place to be but you know if i'm gonna you know get away from my hometown you know it's gonna be now or it's never gonna happen so uh you know we just decided to kind of pick up and just you know come out to texas you know i played here a good amount of times on like tour and just like honestly really liked the area what little i knew about it whereabouts so, if you don't mind I mean. uh yeah yeah no we're in mckinney which is right outside of dallas so okay uh, okay you know D- dallas fort worth area but uh yeah no so kind of you know just uh it's a hot job market right now and uh you know things are good out here so just kind of you know, kind of picked up and kind of just are having our like it's almost like my my la moment of uh just going out and trying something new for you know a while it's kind of what i'm in right now in texas but uh yeah about to sneeze. <coughs> holy shit hold bless on you, man. <laughs> god bless me god bless me no <laughs> that's right so, yeah i mean um, what do you do like uh you said it's like a hot job mark i know you do some like it's like producing and shit like that don't you like audio wise i don't know yeah uh i mean i as you know yeah all this hardcore stuff the beauty of it is that the barrier of entry is so low so i i I did some recording and stuff and you know just got like logic on my computer uh for work i'm a graphic designer so okay and again you know another thing that kind of you know how many hardcore kids turn graphic designers are there probably a lot (laughs) at this point it's like a trajectory but uh yeah no so i just do design you know my my company's uh they're actually in Royal Oak, but I'm still there just as like a remote employee. But okay, um, okay. yeah, so I just do graphic design for them. That's kind of my uh my 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 day job, and then just kind of you know do do my own thing, whether it be a 
doing some music stuff or doing some uh some freelance art or whatever on the side but yeah uh, yeah i know you yeah. do do art you do uh some, some pretty interesting art you have an instagram with all your shit on there um what would you consider like your art like style you kind of just do your own thing but it seems to, to me if i just look at it it's like japanese like anime sure yeah. yeah i don't know how to compare it but that's what it looks like to me yeah no i mean <laughs> dude I, just growing up i loved all yeah. that anime okay. bullshit you know it's my shit i love it all that 90s anime shit i just love it so that's like all that seeped really into my art, but then also, you know, I do some hardcore stuff there sometimes, you know? So, but uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, a mix of like that, like nineties manga anime art mixed with some of that, you know, New York hardcore flyer, any of that shit, or like those old, like Kentax shirts, dude from Japan that did like all that, like fucking badass like sworn enemy artwork and shit, you know, there's a little bit of that in there too, you know? And obviously too, like, you know, like the fucking the the coldest life flyers and stuff that are right behind you. Like that's also such an influence that just like mm-hmm. you know, Craig Holloway's obviously an amazing artist. So all that oh, shit's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, man. That's uh, definitely a notable uh Detroit artist who's done a lot oh, of yeah. for a lot of bands. Even they did uh, the Warriors Agnostic Front album cover and shit like that. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, he's all over the place. He's amazing. Well, and he's like, I think, I think he actually lives. I, I think I like saw his website once or something. Yeah. Just because I, I know he's like, in Nerd. Texas. Yeah, I know. I think he's out. In Te- he's like a. I think he's like a storyboard artist or something out here. Oh wow. Which is fucking badass. Like, yeah. Talk about a, a dream job for someone that does art and stuff. Exactly. So. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's like most people. You can't really follow their actual passion. They're just kind of stuck yeah. in a place where it works or they're unhappy you know so that's sure, cool sure. you know it's very low percentage i'm sure of people who can just make a living off of what they fucking actually love to do oh yeah for like, sure for and i'm sure. a truck driver it's not my favorite thing to do you know <laughs> oh sure sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's actually at my day job that is what we do is we work for uh marketing for truck drivers we do recruiting for trucking companies so oh no shit yeah. okay kind of kind of well versed in that world actually <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a different fucking different world. It's not hardcore. That's for sure. It's like, uh, yeah. I run into so many truck drivers and they have no idea about hardcore or, or anything, you know? So I can't relate to anybody I ever come in contact with in the real world. Like, yeah, no, I, place. no, I spent my twenties. I was working in a factory kind of, you know, that a family connection there and all that. So I was able to get like a nice cushy, not like I wasn't like working a press or anything like that. I won't front, but definitely, uh, you know, spend some, some time doing that thing. And like all my coworkers are a bunch of like 50 year old men. So <laughs> I get it though. It's a little, a little tough to get that connection out there. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I always say it's like, I can't go into a sports bar and like st- have a conversation with a random person. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know nothing about sports. I don't know nothing about golf or your real life. Like I'm just me, man. <laughs> like the real world sure. sucks, dude. Like, I oh hate, yeah. I don't like going places where like, like, uh, you have to go to like a, you know, like a carnival or something like i got kids it's fun to take my kids but sure like, i don't want to talk to normal people i'm not normal man <laughs> but we're not no, normal, i I, you know? I get it man i get it it's uh yeah. and that's like the beauty of hardcore too it's just this like uh it's like i want to say club or something but it's just yeah like when you know you know you got that connection you know you're able to talk about these things and understand it in the same way so like lucky for i mean just like getting into hardcore because you know I lived in Shelby Township, which is just like a super like white suburban area. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like getting into hardcore really did like get me into uh, 
you know, expanding your mindset and trying to understand the way other people live and, you know, just having an open mind to people and all that stuff, like, it's so, like, important to just the way you look at the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, like, things you can learn, like, socially uh, that, that you can't learn really anywhere else, like, not even, like, the workplace. It's, like, hardcore, like, anything can happen there, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, yeah, totally. And, and, and it's also, like, whether... There's a lot of a lot of dickheads and hardcores, a lot of really, really, really nice people who are caring and they look out for one one another. But it's a it's a weird mindset. Like most of us, you know, get like uh, so you talk to another hardcore kid, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but normally they're like if they want to if something happens, like they're gonna stand up for themselves or they're gonna say what they want or they got their friends back and like they understand oh, yeah. values of like friendships and f- f- family and. You know, and passion like other people are just fucking oh totally and, and barely I, awake you know i totally know what you mean it's like this like i don't know normal people yeah they like have like their friends they went to high school with yeah and like that's it whereas like hardcore kind of gives you this uh i don't know this camaraderie that goes mm-hmm. beyond uh beyond that you know right, it's like high school little... friends i don't talk to my high school friends exactly maybe. yeah but I'm not going to go to a class reunion. Like, I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like hardcore kid. Yeah. Like keeps you engaged with people in this way. That is a lot. There's a lot more to it than like some like surface level friendships, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's more of a yeah. lifelong, uh, a camaraderie, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So you can go to a show, you can go to a fucking, you know, you can pop into the sanctuary or, or anywhere and see somebody, you know, like, and probably give him a hug. Like if you see some asshole from high school, you're just gonna try to hide from him at the grocery oh. store. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say hi to that guy. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I just remember, you know, like, you know, like, I went to high school, obviously, but like hating it, and like I didn't really have many friends. Then like going to hardcore shows and like meeting people that I liked, and and they liked me for whatever reason. I mean, and then like, going back to high school, like we. And while being into hardcore was like strange because it's like two different worlds. You're like, I'll fuck these kids up, you know? <laughs> like, like they don't even know, you know? And, oh, I have no idea. No, I know what you mean. Where it's just this, like, yeah, you almost feel like you're like living the second life, you know? There's the, this is like the real shit I care about, and then this is the real world, and these things can't be connected. But I don't know. I I, I don't know what you're saying, man. There's yeah. just uh. It's still yeah. an escape, though. Like I know some people, like it's like it's literally their life. But for a lot of people who have, have jobs and kids and mortgages, like it's a it's a good getaway, you know, for for shows and shit. It's like they said you can go to a watch a football game at the bar. No, no thanks. It don't sound like fun. <laughs> but uh, a hardcore show, man, it's always. Always a friend there, you know, always. Oh, yeah, to talk for sure. To and, and it's fucking great, especially, you know, when you're on the positive side of things like you back in like 05, 06, 07, like I wasn't very friendly to people. Like I was always a, <laughs> a dickhead for whatever. I don't know why, like some sort of like immature, like something to prove cocky attitude. And uh, so it, it's good to actually grow up and change out of that mindset because there's some people that still go to shows you know you may consider them a bully or an asshole but you know, i'm just glad i don't have that label no more because i was a dick dude <laughs> no, <laughs> i mean but, i think too it's just that was also like a sign of like that was just kind of how it was back then too sign you know? of the times and you know? i almost feel like too, like 
I, I feel like there's been like a shift, like in terms of even just like in terms of like moshing and like all that stuff. It's uh it's it's done with a lot more love now. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. people still mosh hard and still hurt each other and it, you know, crowd kill and all that stuff. And it looks awesome, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's not this uh I'm not actually trying to fuck someone up, you know what I mean? Was, oh, yeah. Dude, like back in the day, dude, the mid two thousands in Detroit and Michigan you would see people get fucking laid out. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and the way it was like, I remember like some shows and be like any beat down show, but it's like any new face. It's like that guy over there. And it's like, it'd be like a line of like crowd killers, just <laughs> smashing the same guy. Boom, boom. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why, why me? Like, cause we've never seen you before. <laughs> Come really- on, you gotta earn this spot. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely, I was definitely the, the like little bitch in the, all the way back, like scared out of my mind. But you yeah. know, that shit, like, you know, the, put some hair on your chest. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Better for it. Knocked around a I mean? little bit, you know, you know, yeah. It's like if you ever know, you've never been punched in the face, like you haven't lived, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it'll on. wake you up. <laughs> like you've never just been standing watching a band, being like at one of your first gigs, being like, This is awesome, people are moshing, and then oh, someone yeah. just says, like, you know what, this fist is going in your face right now. And you're just like, What the fuck? Why yeah. did this just happen to oh, me? Oh yeah, dude. Like, I'll yeah. just stand there and take it too. Like, uh, I'm sure you have had similar experiences like during like uh any tyrant set or shit oh, like that on, you know it's about the bar stools and uh, tables and and beer bottles and it's like this is just absolute chaos like all the courage dudes just <laughs> totally like intimidating everybody <laughs> i mean there's like i don't know man I, and maybe we just like romanticize this in our heads but like I feel like that was so formative too, you know, like I wouldn't change it. Like it's so like oh. such a vibe that it's just like, yeah, like you, you, you made it home that night. I got back to my like parents' house and it was just like, damn, I just like, I survived something that like, Hey, back to, back oh, to God. that like broader point. Like I just yeah. survived something that like the rest of the world would just be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, so yeah. I think we're well, better for it, you know? Well, you know, it's like when, so I was like 18, 19, 17, 18, 19 when like Tyrant was happening. Like, were you able to like tell your parents what you were doing? Or were you like, I'd just rather not tell them that I almost got fucking killed? <laughs> <laughs> I think like a little bit of both. Like, I think like when I first started going, because granted, you know, I was like 15, 16 and kind of, you know, just some like little shit that's just like, oh wow, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. So I definitely was like, you know come home from a show with a couple of bruises or whatever like oh, what, what happened oh it's nothing but like yeah you definitely don't want to tell them too much but uh yeah i don't know <laughs> well because i remember coming home from a couple of shows like uh well once i'm terror and come back in play, play to alvin's with uh oh dude that show was legendary who would i think uh was it with honor suffocate faster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played, and Sinai Beach was supposed to play, but they didn't. Um, but uh, I remember that being like one of the hottest shows I've ever been to. It was in the middle of summer, it was like 110 degrees. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And I remember like everybody like jumping off the stage, whatever. And I had like footprints like on my shirt. I wore a white <laughs> shirt, and I had footprints on my back and on my shoulders and on my chest. And I went home. And my dad's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Why is there, <laughs> but, but there footprints all over you?" I was like, "I was just like standing up front of the show." You know, at a concert, he's like, why do you keep standing up front? Because I'd come home 
with a black eye or like my nose bleeding. Oh, dude, especially that was like the the height of like the terror stage dive vibes, oh, right? Yeah. Like that was the height of Vogel being like, you got to get on stage and jump off like a madman. So, uh, my first dive ever was to Terror. Obviously, okay. come on, who else would it be? It was Terror when yeah. they played. They played. It was one of those shows where they played at the Magic or not the Magic Stick, St. Andrews without a barricade. So okay. Which is um, like again another one that like I was like a child in retrospect, but yeah, like now it's a permanent barricade, dude. It's stupid. Fuck yeah, that. yeah, but like, but uh, another one where it's like I don't know if it's like because I was you know younger back then and looking back now I just like oh it's just a regular hardcore show, but just like back then I just remember like it was like what is this? This is insane. Uh-huh. People were going nuts. You know, it was just madness. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, I think it's a. Uh, those formative experiences of just getting your ass beat while being a little kid at a hardcore show. Yeah. It does so much for you, man. It, uh, it, it gives, it makes you strong in, in your old age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Cause I remember before like hardcore shows, I was going like punk, like it was a street punk, you know, um, the, the casualties and like early dropkick Murphys and shit like that. And, Hell uh, uh, the unseen and uh, the virus and the like, UK subs and all that shit. And I remember it was such a different thing, you know, like push pits, uh, 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 circle pits, and some people were stage sure. diving. But then I, somehow I transitioned and listening to, uh, I don't know, I think it was like uh, to bleeding through. I found out about them somehow, and uh, you know, for dire life's sake, also oh, yeah. played with yeah. them and, and uh, let it die. Played with uh, with bleeding through at the shelter. And oh yeah, that was like the first dude. I remember that show specifically because this is this is I'm I'm showing the Shelby Township in me. I went on a cruise with my parents, <laughs> and I had to miss that show. Oh shit! And I was so bummed. And all like my high school friends got to go to it, and I remember they like came back being like, you know, we were all big and for our life's sake, and uh, you know, bleeding through. Obviously, we you know yeah. trust kill records they were huge himsa played too remember that band himsa yeah, yeah but i remember they got back and they were like no this band let it die played like they're new they're like a mo- they're like bury your dad or something they're yeah. like a mosh band and we were all just like whoa this is nuts like this is so cool but uh oh, yeah yeah, yeah I, no, the- I feel like those old let it die shows were like awesome like i you know saw them a bunch back in the day too and it was just like you know they, they were like the first i feel like obviously you know you know we i feel like you and i are of that like got into it like you know a couple of years after cold as life stopped being a band you know yes yeah, exactly life. so it was like there was always this like all right who's like our big band and it was like for a while i was like let it die it was like yeah. that was it you know yeah dude and the thing is is like and they did a few tours and they were on um i forgot the record label but uh it was like in my eyes, to me, they were so much bigger to me than they really were for whatever reason. Like, well, they I like I love them, dude. Like, oh, they're dude, my favorite. Band. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I remember, dude, just like the moment that was like their real band was when they like I think they played like Hellfest back in the day. Yeah, and that's you know the same era when I was like watching these Hellfest DVDs, like romanticizing that whole thing, and then being like, oh shit, Let It Die played this year, like. That's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? It's I just... had a little a little fun fact about that Hellfest. Because I had um Jeff and uh and Chris on uh last year and uh 
they told me the story about that, how they got on that fest. They somehow entered some sort of like it was like a battle of the bands, like online type thing <laughs> where people could like vote for like regional or or local bands and whatever they liked. And they would get on like the hot topic stage or some shit. Sure. And um, I guess out of somebody in the band or somebody they knew, like they had like an algorithm or like hacked it somehow <laughs> to where they had like thousands more votes than fucking anybody else. <laughs> That yeah. kicks ass. That's yeah, awesome. fuck it. Honestly, yeah. like yeah. they were ahead of their time because that's honestly the way the world works now. Whoever figures out the algorithm first, like yeah. you know, with cryptos and all this crazy shit, like they were ahead of their time. You know, use technology to get massively ahead of everyone else. That's yeah. the way to go. You know, exactly. Well, you know, it it works though. You know, whether he's not cheating, it's just you got to know what the fuck you're doing yeah. digitally <laughs> for it to uh, be exposed to everybody and, else. Hey, if there's a band that's going to do it, why not let it die? Yeah, yeah. They at least had the like the songs to back it up, you know. No one was mad let it die play it, right? You know. They they fucking that, that was a great band. Did you go to the reunion last year or uh I did not. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. why I I wasn't was there for some reason. Uh, I was I know I was out of town for some yeah. reason and I couldn't go. It's but too bad. It was amazing. Yeah, I, Dude, it was I went to the the they played a few songs at that never ending game show last year yep, i was yep, there yep. but uh not the actual reunion but okay uh, yeah. no that was so cool of them to fucking you surprise everybody before never ending game went on at edgeman dude that was like i didn't know that was gonna happen until like until, like doors open and jeff was like Hey, we're playing. I was like what are you talking about are you fucking serious i almost cried yeah i was so happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. But yeah, no. So, and I, I think I went to the one reunion they did. It was like, I think it was like Tristane's birthday party or something. He like threw like a reunion gig and that was a house or something, right? Yeah, they played like a Pantera cover or something. Yeah, no, I wasn't there, but I remember hearing about it. Like, yeah, I think there was like a bounce house too. He like went all out. (laughs) Yeah, I think they should just. Do another reunion and another reunion. <laughs> but just well, I mean, those songs they did were sweet too, you know. Oh, like, yeah, those brought back a couple tracks, those were good. Yeah, yeah, they still got it. And uh, and Jeff he actually recorded with a big deal on the last yeah. song they just put out. So good, so good. And uh, yeah, fucking talented ass guys and all those bands. Of course, you got you know, you got Chris and then. Interesting. Does all the uh f- production for yeah? Man. Oh, he kills it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like uh, it's cool. People are able to stay in their lane of life, you know, uh, and uh, and do what they love, recording music and sure, yeah, just enjoying it. Yeah, no, I mean, Chris recorded like basically all of the freedom stuff. Oh no, and, shit. Okay. Yeah, no, he did like basically all of it. And, okay. You know, just yeah, he was well, like the yeah. first like <laughs> actual good like guy that recorded in the area i feel you know what i mean like he was like the og where like i remember like i remember like the set sale demo or something that he did and i remember that was like the first like local band that i was like oh shit this actually like sounds good like, <laughs> it actually like sounds like not like, like it was recorded demo, yeah. in like a shitty basement and so from there it's just you know he's i feel like you know made shit sound awesome for all of us but uh yeah and i mean i think too like like the the crop of like newer bands too whether it be you know big deal or you know enemy of god like all those bands too it's just so cool seeing them do their thing too you know they're all like you know 
talking about like being that like new generation moving mm-hmm. stuff forward keeping stuff alive i feel like they're all just like crushing it and have this like energy that is just so awesome to see as you know me that's kind of i'm more in the periphery you know lane where i'm like kinda, i'm living in texas now you know just kind of do fantasy world for fun you know sometimes but uh you know, see those guys doing their thing. And like, really, like, I don't, I would almost argue that like shows feel like stronger than ever right now in terms of just like the local support gigs yeah. are getting. It just feels really good. Yeah, man. I can, uh, I can definitely agree with that. And, uh, I hope it's not just cause of like the backswing of the whole, whole pandemic thing. I hope it stays or even gains more momentum than it. Than yeah. It has I mean, I years, you know, I definitely think that that you're onto something with that. Like people are just excited to support again, but I do think too, like Jimmy and his vest tied down like that. Just unbelievable. dude. So awesome. Like such a, such a thing that like, you know, always wanted for Detroit and, you know, big shout out to Jimmy and everyone involved that were able to like really make it happen in an awesome way. You know? Yeah. Lots of huge like headliners too. It's not, you know, Motor City Fest was fucking great, super awesome. Sure, yeah. And Critter put on lots of great shows. Um, but when you got fucking Mind Force and then Fiddlehead and come back, yeah, kid, totally. Like, what the fuck? This is absolutely insane to have something like this so close. Like normally, you gotta, you know, either this yeah. is hardcore or, or I, Sound and Fury. You know, yeah. I do think a lot of that is though that like you know people spent a good fucking year and a half just like sitting at home like there's like this whole generation of hardcore kids that legitimately got into it through like TikTok and shit, which is like <laughs> kind of insane to say, but like, that's like, you know, that's like what you see is you see like a hate five, six video of them at like some crazy ass fest. And you know, the kids go, why isn't this happening in my city? Mm-hmm. And like, that's essentially what, you know, I think this big wave of, you know, stuff looking awesome. Like that's really what it is, you know, like, kids wanted an awesome fest in Detroit and it happened, you know, cause Jimmy made it happen and that's just so cool. But yeah, definitely. I hope it keeps going. I hope it's, you know, not just like a thing that lasts for a year and then, you know, goes away. I think it's uh, and I think it's going, I you know, hope so obviously, but I think uh, they, they got their mindset in the right spot and it's just going to continue to get like bigger and cooler, you know? Yeah, man. As long as people keep showing up, you know, a lot yeah. of people take breaks here and there, which is all fun and dandy. But uh, the main thing is, is like, uh, there has to be people there for it to fucking keep going. So, oh, dude, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, um, I love this shit. You know, I'll be thirty-five. Uh, it's like, it's like the same thing. You still feel like a kid going to shows. I'm like, oh yeah, punching the head by somebody. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. This is fucking so ridiculous. Yeah. And and you still get like uh at least for like me anyway, like I get like anxious, like before shows, I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, it feels like you're going to get into a fight. Like when like a, <laughs> before a band goes on, you're like, oh, let's, let's already feel this energy and I'm oh, not yeah. even to the show yet. I'm like, I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> well, dude, straight up. I think people like, I feel like people are much crazier now than ever. Honestly, like, I feel like it's just like keeps going and like getting crazier. Obviously there's like, you know, all, all of those like legendary videos of like, you know, like the fucking, I don't know, like those videos of like Billy club sandwich playing oh, yeah. like in like the two thousands and just acrobatics in the pit. But <laughs> I honestly feel like, like moshing now is like, it's a fucking, it's a spectator sport, you know, it's, it's <laughs> most definitely. It's, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, dude. It, it, it's cool. Cause some people, you know, you can't just, uh, 
they like, can't just start doing that shit. They got to practice. They got to their fucking acrobats <laughs> out there. I'm like, they're doing fucking backflips and and cartwheels and, and roundhouse kicks. You got to watch out, dude. That's I've seen people get obviously you have two just get <laughs> like roundhouses like to the face and they just fucking go to sleep like i'm like oh, wow like, dude it's it's nuts and, <laughs> well the crazier thing than that though is then you also know a couple people like a couple real moshers out there that are just like they're getting beat within an inch of their life and then you're like seeing five minutes later and they're stage diving and you're just like what is what do you got that I don't have? Cause I, I would be down, man. I would oh. be in a corner. What's going yeah, on? I would have left. Like, I'm not going to fucking face this embarrassment. I just got knocked <laughs> out and fucking smacked my head on the ground. Fuck that. Um, so is there any more plans like with, with fantasy world as of now? I know you guys got that little five song thing out. Is there any, uh, anything, anything in the future? Cause I know you, you put out, the tape without collide records, right? Yeah. Like, is that like a, a future uh, relationship that's going to happen or? Yeah. So we, we, so that first stuff was, you know, kind of a demo where I just like kind of sat alone in a room and wrote the songs and then Derek helped me out play drums on it. So we wrote like five, four or five more songs since then. So, uh, right before I moved, we recorded. So okay. I just have to finish up vocals on this, but we have like another, like, demo ep whatever you want to call it that'll probably be coming out in maybe a month or two okay so so we got some new stuff coming out soon and this was you know actually all of us getting together and writing together you know kind of i you know we'd all bring riffs to the table so really psyched on this stuff just because you know it's you know the first stuff was kind of just you know doing my thing whereas this is you know getting everyone in there you know everyone kind of has their input on the songwriting and their own vibe bringing into it and i think the songs are cool too so um yeah no so long way of staying yeah we have another ep coming out in the next couple of months collide will probably throw it on a tape for us so gonna keep that going and then uh i'm gonna be home for a little bit in november so i might try to convince the boys to like throw a gig together around then oh, yeah. but uh so you know we won't we won't be gone for too long. We'll be back sooner rather than later, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah, so we'll have that coming out yeah, soon. Good shit. Yeah, cuz you're uh are you the only one that's out of state in the band? Oh yeah. Now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone though is kind of, you know, obviously Derek and Mikey are doing ever in a game. Chris yeah. has Oh yeah. They're Chris so has busy. two kids now and also does fireworks is coming back doing some stuff too. So they're all, they all got a lot going on, so those dudes really are just kind of swagging me out and playing music with me. Just the guy that just, you know, loves what they all do so much and respects them so much as musicians that they're nice enough to want to do this band with me just for fun when they're already so busy with other stuff as it is. So, so much appreciation for those guys. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys have only played a handful of shows, maybe what five or six the most, or I think like three, like like just been a few. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how does it feel like being like a front man rather than, just a noisemaker in the back is there any uh anything different performance wise that like you're uh <laughs> different to deal with or are any more nervous yeah i'd say i'm a little more nervous honestly when you play <laughs> guitar you're like hey like as long as i don't fuck up like no one's really paying attention to me so much maybe i can like throw in like a nice uh synchronized jump somewhere that'd be classy right <laughs> whereas when you're like this singer you're like yeah all eyes are on me but also it's like one of those things where it's like 
while you think you look ridiculous yelling into a mic, everyone else is just like, oh, he's a singer, he's doing his thing, you know. Yeah, nobody so, really cares. Yeah. yeah, no one actually gives a shit. So yeah. I, I get in my head and think about these things, but uh, yeah, you know, I can imagine. Like, good, right? Yeah, I do this fucking stupid podcast. I'm like, huh. like I couldn't do this in front of people. I couldn't have a conversation oh, dude, or this talk is, in a microphone. You know? I would say this is a much more like. I give you props for doing this so much more because like, especially like hosting the podcast, you got to like probably like try to pry out some things out of people. And I'm sure some people are easier to talk to than others and all that. But uh, no, dude, respect on you doing this because this seems a lot for me. This would be a lot more scary to do than (laughs) singing in a band. Yeah. See, I'm a different, I can hide in here in my basement. Nobody's here, you know, (laughs) but depending on how many people let how many people listen? Like it is surprising. I'm like, I couldn't fucking stand in front of that many people, you know, and hold a microphone and talk or, or to sit at a table with somebody while there's a bunch of people listening. That, that'd be so foreign to me. Cause I don't see that. Oh, so, dude, you know, just, <laughs> you know. 100%. It's, it's especially, I guess that's honestly the thing I get like more nervous about is just like, what am I going to say between songs? <laughs> we played that like tied down the, the fest pre-show at Jimmy's yeah. shop. Like a few months ago and just like you know started the set out like said something cool about jimmy like oh like jimmy's the shit like put on this fest hell yeah and then like we had like a break and i just like didn't know what to say so i was just like jimmy's really cool like just said the same <laughs> thing again just because i didn't know what to say in retrospect could have said like a million other things but yeah dude that should you get nervous up there you know yeah hey that fucking pre-show was really cool though because uh yeah. You know, Razzle Dazzle came and did that. Have you ever play, played with them before? Or is that the first time you guys played together? Uh, Freedom used to play with them, like Face Reality, too. Oh, you know, oh, we played oh. with them a good amount, yeah, you know, pretty, back then. Pretty often. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, dude, that was like a band that, like, I love that band, you know, I got into them, like, in high school, like that, like, old refuge era, you know, like before oh, yeah. they moved and, like, um, just like, yeah, thought they were the shit and, like, you know, so loved seeing them at that pre-show too. Just felt like I was like re- reliving my youth, you know. Yeah, dude, that's how I felt too. And uh, there's a lot of people there, so I was happy. A lot of like yeah. newer faces that I've probably never seen. Yeah, seen oh, before. totally. So it was yeah. cool, like with like, all with all the beach balls and shit, man. Oh, really fuck yeah. like, this is so yeah. fucking crazy. And like obviously building the destroys the fucking shit too. So yeah, like cool to see them at the actual fest, and uh-huh. you know they still had a crazy asset so that was cool to see you know yeah and then it's all documented too i know there's a couple people who had filmed the whole thing you know sunny was there from hey five six and then uh i don't know other uh, there's another person i forgot the name of her fucking on my our youtube page but she has a great footage of i don't know if she put up your guy i'm sure she she did um she was standing up on the table at uh jimmy's shop she had a camera it's great footage of every band so oh sweet yeah sure no, you guys up there by now oh there's yeah. so much of it it's uh it's johanna or something i don't know cool. i don't remember yeah i'll, no, find I'll, I'll try to find it that's yeah. awesome hell yeah so it's a fucking footage and uh yeah. you know your guys's first show was your first show the um never-ending game re- uh their album released last year was it yeah yeah show? that was our first gig yeah yeah that was like a that show was cool, man, but it's kind of sad because that fucking snowstorm. Remember, yeah. like, I, I feel like fifty percent of the crowd or less like wasn't there or more wasn't there. Like, I'm like oh yeah, definitely so much more packed. And I was like, this is fucking sad. <laughs> you 
Oh, I mean, very sad circumstances. That storm sucked ass. I remember driving to the gig and it taking me like a good hour to get out there when it normally yeah. took me like 15 minutes. So icy, icy roads. Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, bummer that that happened. But, you know, it's the way she goes sometimes. Yeah. And then there was, you know, like, you know, just like those release shows though at sanctuary so kick ass sometimes though like that gridiron one a few months oh ago oh my god absolutely so awesome insane. yeah 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 pain and truth fucking set it off oh. oh dude yeah i mean so cool and i mean i dude that's like i guess dude i mean i i gotta you know give the shout out the never ending game you know that's the greatest band in the world right now i love that band so much i agree so <laughs> i think you know what i mean just that's i guess as a very wrap around to you know come out as now where I'm at, where I'm just like fucking watching never any game do their thing. It's just so cool. Yeah. You're the shit, you know? So, yeah, man. Um, just as, as you know, we came to talk about freedom and that's obviously what came afterwards and just, right. so I feel, and again, like kind of like what we were saying earlier about like the, the kids picking up the pieces, not that that's what they were doing. Cause they, you know, so established, obviously will was already yeah. entertained and obviously, and, but just a band that just like came out and just like, immediately had this presence and this vibe that was just so undeniable and instantly everyone connected to it because it was the fucking shit so <laughs> yeah no, i think you know that's just like such a that you know never any game doing their thing and being this fucking pillar for detroit hardcore and then all the other bands you know kind of around it you know enemy of god fucking d block uh, all these bands you know a big deal like it's just so cool seeing that you know such yeah, a cool man. vibe and yeah. it's awesome yeah fucking you know it's really funny um that sound and fury uh never-ending game played obviously but yeah. somehow one of their videos made it to like um i forgot what instagram account is but it has like fucking millions of followers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it's a bunch of people like let me say like real world people who are like what the fuck is this? And they're, they're like, it looks like a sausage fast. I don't like talking shit. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I'm like, any one of these people will fucking kick your ass. You know, anybody <laughs> in the crowd will kick your ass. So I mean, I mean, hey, that shit is a spectacle. To their credit, <laughs> so seeing those videos, you're just yeah. like, holy fuck, that looks awesome. So I don't blame people for it. Yeah, I understand people that are like, what is this? But like, hey, there's there's something going on, man. There's something to connect to. So yeah. maybe a couple of these uh, hardcore TikTok kids were uh got put on from that video so maybe the world's a little bit of a better place for it you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta, i gotta get those guys on fucking never ending oh, game dude, for sure yeah yeah dude yeah. definitely i think will too especially you know obviously he was in detain and gridiron too oh, i think yeah. you have a lot to say yeah. yeah yeah we've talked about it here and there but they're so busy you know with their with what's going on they're in a fucking oh sure all the bands and they're always at festivals and they got their own on real lives and jobs so it's like sure it's like it's like do you have an hour and a half to spare probably <laughs> not so <laughs> sure so sure. Uh, we've been talking about it it'll happen eventually and i know they'll watch us they love you so fucking get on it <laughs> yeah, come on will mikey get up there come on hey, yeah yeah i know i'm pretty close to those guys i mean i'm in lincoln park i know it's uh travelable for um for some oh, of them yeah but, uh, for sure well, and then you got let's plug your gig. You got a gig coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, September 9th, um, Never Ending Game, I Hold My Own, um, yeah, Gates to Hell, Constraint. They're both from uh, Kentucky, uh, Hell yeah. Louisville area. Then the rest is uh, fucking Detroit, uh, Enemy of God, Big Deal, 
and uh, D Block. I think I named them all. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I uh, mean, dude, that's that's the shit right there. You know, some good touring bands, all the, yeah. the heavy hit and locals. That's the shit, man. Yeah, it yeah, all kind just... of worked out because I'm never ending games going to be in the area because they're they're at a festival in Canada the day after. So they're kind of meet here beforehand sure. and travel there the next day. And uh, Constraint and uh, Gates to Hell, they are starting from the West Coast and working their way up to that festival in Canada as well. So it's like, it's like a meeting ground before yeah, everybody no, goes to Canada. Shame. So it's going to work out. I hope it's on a Friday night. Motherfuckers better show up. Hey, <laughs> you know? Motherfuckers show up. Come on. Man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so we're, so we're running out of time though on our second vlog at one minute left. So, uh, if there's anything to plug anything you want to say, uh, or we, we're just wrap it up. I don't know what you got going on besides fantasy world and some artwork shit. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say, you know, fantasy world. We'll, we'll have some tracks out sooner than rather than later. I'll, I'll just do the final round of plugs, but uh, yeah, you know, fantasy world coming sooner than later, but yeah, I mean, Detroit hardcore is the shit. It's in an awesome place right now. I think even just this podcast existing is such a good example of like how fucking cool shit is right now. So yeah, dude, thanks for having me on and uh, you know, keep doing this. It's the fucking shit, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And without people like you, you know, I wouldn't be inspired to do it. So I appreciate you as well, man. And, uh, hell yeah, man. I hope Thank you come you. back, come to a show eventually, you know, when you come back in town and oh, I'll be oh, there, man. I'll, I'll be back like, sooner rather than later, man. Kick it for sure. All right, man. I'll talk. Right, cool, man. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Take off. care, man. Right, thank you.